0: Hey, you guys, it's Stephanie Colvin from LDS Real People, Real Lives Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm super excited to be able to do this episode that's going to be all about the plan of salvation and happiness, and how we can make it work for us in our lives by having this knowledge and understanding. Remember that you guys can reach out to me on Instagram at LDSRPRL Podcast. Send me a DM. I love to hear from my audience. Uh, any questions or stories that you would like to share, or even anything that you think I could do better, uh, would love to hear from you. You can also reach me via email at LDSRealPeopleRealLives at gmail.com. Now let's get into this episode. The plan of salvation. This is a plan that was given to us that was, I'm sure, decided upon before we even had this earth created. As Heavenly Father is always prepared and ready to roll, He definitely knows what He's doing. And because of that, we can trust Him. We can look to Him and our Savior in all things. Now, in our lives, we, at some point in our lives, we have questions. Where did we come from? Who are we? Where are we going to go after this experience on earth? What is the meaning and purpose of this life? And that's what I love about the plan of salvation is it has answers for everything. And that to me is further proof that I'm in the right spot, that this is the gospel and doctrine of Jesus Christ. So, I'm going to share with you a little bit about what I know about the plan of salvation and also bear my testimony um, regarding the plan of salvation and happiness and kind of what my thoughts are. I'm always looking to edify and uplift those who are listening, to give hope, to give strength and grace so that you guys can continue to push forward and just maybe learn from me and how my experiences and maybe my thoughts on the gospel and how I reconcile it with my life can help you to figure out how to do that uniquely in your own life. And this podcast is all about helping other saints to be able to remain steadfast, rooted, and to push forward in faith and do so with a smile on our face. I know it's very unrealistic to expect us all to be happy 24 seven, but the gospel is the good word. And Christ wants us to reflect the joy that we experience by following the gospel and being all in. I love that term all in in the gospel because it doesn't leave any doubt As to where you're at in the gospel, that you're just doing the best that you can to live your life, apply the gospel, repent as you need to, utilize the atonement, and allow the atonement to empower and strengthen you. So before we came here, we were actually in heaven with Heavenly Father, our Savior, even the Holy Ghost, and Heavenly Mother. And I love that we know this. Knowledge is everything. It's so comforting to know that we came from a spiritual family that was filled with love and there was preparation and planning. I think the way I look at the plan of salvation is kind of the way that I look at children with their parents. We spent time with them. I'm sure there was a lot of spiritual education going on. We were learning, preparing, Um, Father knew exactly the lessons that we needed to have to get us ready for this experience and proving ground here on earth. And because of that love and devotion to us, I think as time went on, we really looked to him as I think that children kind of do with their parents. And it's like, wow, wow. I want to be like my mom, or I want to be like my dad, or, you know, they've got somebody that they look up to, and they want to become like them. And so they have to take the steps necessary to become like them. And that's what we're doing. As we are here on earth, this is the second stage of that eternal progression. And uh, this is what really gives us the experience to go through our own experiences our own happiness and joy moments our own uh sorrow and suffering and pain moments because it's through those times that we learn how to reach out and really comfort those that need comfort and mourn with those that are mourning and just being there for one for one another for each other um and that's what I love about the baptismal covenant, which is our first covenant that we take with Heavenly Father. So I really believe that we were looking to Heavenly Father and those that we looked up to in heaven, like our Savior and our Heavenly Mother, and I'm sure there were a lot of other people. And um, but specifically, Heavenly Father and our Savior and Heavenly Mother, and we, you know, we wanted to be like our parents, who have a body. Of flesh and bone we know that father does have a body of flesh and bone and um, we wanted to be like them so the process we had to go through our own experience and we knew that Heavenly Father did have his own earthly experience to grow in the divine spiritual ways to become our God and our father in heaven so there was a plan that was set forth and as with anything in the gospel There must be a unanimous decision. There must be some democracy because agency is very much a huge, huge, huge part of this plan of salvation. And Heavenly Father wanted us to choose for ourselves. And so we needed to have a savior. We needed to have somebody to come down here that could sacrifice themselves, who is both divine and mortal, who was perfect. The sacrifice had to be so pure and so divine and so heavenly to offset the many sins and transgressions and mistakes that we would all inevitably make here on earth. And so, of course, Christ was chosen to come up and tell us his plan. And we know from the scriptures that he chose to do the father's will and to give glory to God. And, you know, as you read about the story and how the savior stepped up, don't you just feel the love that he has for you and how much he loves you? I think it's so important to really internalize And apply to yourself. Don't think about this on a broad scale, but individually that he has done this for you. Remember that if you're the only person on earth, he still would have gone through the whole sacrifice. He still would have gone through the Gethsemane moment and the suffering of the crown of thorns and the lashes and being on the cross and knelt to the cross. If there was just one person here, he would have done that. And then, of course, we go to Lucifer, who was, I mean, he was the son of the morning, and he was pretty much equal in glory, power, divinity, but there were obviously some differences because Lucifer, when he proposed, his plan for salvation and for the children to return to Heavenly Father. Lucifer, of course, wanted to do it in a fashion, a way to ensure that we would come back. So that means he would take away our agency. He would make us do the things that we needed to do to return home. We wouldn't have choices. We wouldn't have the ability to know. Maybe we might know what we want to do but we wouldn't have the ability to make those choices for ourselves and we would be robbed of that. And that really robs us of the whole heart and soul of the plan of salvation. Agency is a huge part of that for us to be able to make choices and to choose to follow our savior, to choose to be like him, to choose to return home because it's in that choice that we solely focus every single day to do the best that we can to live our lives that would please Heavenly Father, that would please our Savior. So the plans were presented, and we obviously had some divisions because we know from the scriptures that Lucifer was cast out because of his plan. And he rebelled. He was angry. He had a lot of pride. Um, he was not happy that, you know, two-thirds voted for the Savior to be our savior to be our salvation to allow us the freedom of agency and so there were some of our brothers and sisters in heaven who chose to go with lucifer and um, unfortunately they were banned and they were cast out of heaven and they were sent here to earth so you know they were given lots and lots of time you know they don't sleep they don't eat to become wicked i i and I used to go to these um, institution classes, like at the institute, at the colleges. And one class, my state president at the time was teaching. And he talked about how when they were cast out of heaven and they were sent here, um They just really were so focused on Lucifer and everything that he was selling, everything that he was saying. They believed everything that he was doing. Plus, I think that a lot of them wanted to do things on their own terms. Um, But there were still brothers and sisters in heaven who are maybe fence sitters. And really not sure if they wanted to pick, let's say, Lucifer's plan versus Christ's plan. And I think that we had brothers and sisters that were kind of all over the spectrum. Um, But we know that two-thirds of the children of God did pick Christ's plan. And if you're here on earth and listening to this podcast right now, you know exactly who you chose, which is Jesus Christ. And because of that choice and you embraced it and wanted to follow that plan, You are here, and you were born, and you were given a body. You were given a body out of much love and hope that you will come here to this proving ground and pass through the veil of forgetfulness, which is part of the test. We don't remember heaven. We don't remember who we were and the things that we did we don't remember uh you know the things that we learned and so that was part of the test is to come here and forget all of that and find ourselves while we're here that is our it's so interesting because it should be our sole focus is finding out why we're here and what we need to do to return home and yet a lot of us don't even know what we're supposed to be doing we're just living life maybe responding to life or living life as we want to live it. And let's face it, people just don't know what they don't know. And so you always hope that there's somebody that you run into or a family member or just somebody that's just perfectly placed in your life at some point where you're introduced to the gospel and you have a choice, a chance, an opportunity to embrace the gospel in this wonderful journey on earth and the second state of the plan of salvation. Um, I do believe those that have chosen to embrace the gospel here and do the best they can to be a servant of the Lord um, definitely are going to be blessed greatly for actively choosing to embrace without having to know it all. You know, faith is the key to this whole plan of salvation without faith and belief trust and confidence in heavenly father and our savior, this plan would just fall apart. And so we must be faithful. And in order to have faith, we need to do our homework. And so I think, you know, I've talked about often how the spiritual journey is an education. So just like you've gone to school, if you've, you know, obtained a a degree or you've become um, a professional that requires, you know, a master's, a PhD, whatever the case may be, in order for us to acquire our degrees in spiritual education, we have to put in that kind of effort. And I remember when I was going to school to become a rad tech, I mean, I was studying all night long, working during the day, taking tests. I had cards that I was flipping through. I really put a lot of work and effort, time, blood, sweat, and tears into it. And I do believe that's the type of effort that needs to be put into our journey and mission here on earth. Um, and that we will be tremendously blessed for it. And so we come to earth and it's our, it's our opportunity to find the gospel. Some of us have been blessed to be born into the faith and the covenant, Some of us have not been born into the faith and covenant, but maybe came across someone who introduced the gospel to us. And so we became, um, you know, baptized and active into the gospel because of that. And some of us may not ever even be introduced to the gospel. Um, And then there's variations all over that spectrum as well. And that's the beautiful thing about The plan of salvation and happiness and the atonement is that it allots for and provides for every single variation or unique situation that you would ever uh, create or see or find out about. Because we all are unique individuals and we can be you know, rest assured that Heavenly Father through this plan and also the atonement that we will be happy with the end result uh, after this experience here on earth. You know, the plan of salvation was truly given to us so that we could have happiness and joy in our lives. Father works very diligently and the savior too at being there for us, encouraging us, cheering us on and sending us the Holy ghost. You know, when we're baptized, we're given the gift of the Holy ghost. And that way, We can utilize the Holy Ghost to guide us, direct us, and protect us to quicken our minds so that we can understand heavenly things, heavenly matters, so that we can receive revelation. You know, that's another huge part of the plan of salvation is uh, the ongoing revelation and modern day revelation that we receive that is so, so important. Um, We need to be able to fine tune our ability to hear the spirit of God so that that spirit can guide us and direct us on that straight and narrow path to that tree of life, which is the Savior Jesus Christ that is so beautiful and so bright and the fruit thereof just is so sweet and it's so pleasing to the senses. We truly are blessed to have these perfect, omniscient gods watching over us who love us. Greatly, so great that they work tirelessly and endlessly for our return. Of course, a huge part of the plan of salvation is the fall. Um, you know, Adam and Eve had to come to Earth, and they are the very first parents that we have. We had on Earth the very f- very first mortal parents, and. They were in the garden and they lived very innocently. They didn't know right from wrong, happiness from sadness, hope from hopelessness. And so there had to be a fall. There had to be um, a choice that was freely made so that they could multiply and replenish the earth. And, you know, Lucifer, of course, who is just absolutely miserable and likes to spread his misery, he's always there to tempt all of us. And that was not any different for Adam and Eve. And so he was there and, you know, he was tempting Eve first, of course. And, um, he just, you know, there's this beautiful fruit. You were told not to eat it, but you've got this guy over here telling you that if you do, you'll know the difference between good and evil and be like God. Now, personally, as I've studied out this moment in the garden, I feel that there was probably a blip of a moment where Eve took a deep breath and received some type of inspiration to allow her to understand that if she did partake of this fruit, that it was definitely a part of this beautiful plan and that that would be the only way that she could have children. Um, I like to think that Eve was willing to kind of take one for the team because we know how the world looks at this, that it was Eve that made the mistake, that made this decision and (laughs) dragged Adam down with her. But let's face it, if this didn't happen, we wouldn't be here. And so I really feel like Eve and all of her innocence and purity and naivete, uh, at some point she received communication from heavenly father and the savior that this was what she was meant to do and thankfully Eve had the guts to do it but you know what I love about the story is that Eve did it and she did it with such humility and innocence and then of course she took the fruit to Adam And Adam, you know, being steadfast and faithful, he knew that he was not to do that. That was the commandment. But here's the thing is they were given two commandments, not to partake of the fruit of knowledge, but then they were also told to multiply and replenish the earth. And so Adam said that he wasn't going to do it. And at that point, that's when Eve told him, if you don't do this, you're going to be alone in the garden. And I really don't think that you want to be alone and to be without me. And at that point is when I think Adam too had his own inspiration revelation about his role in the plan of salvation. I don't really know all that he received, but it was definitely enough for him to understand that in order to multiply and replenish the earth, He had to partake of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. And so then, of course, they were banished and they were put out into the world, the cold, dreary, ruthless world. And Lucifer just went to town and he did the best he could to try to dissuade them, to distract them, to, uh, you know... (sighs) gosh he lucifer really is a piece of work to just tempt them and you know he said there were several times that he tried to, to mimic god because that's what lucifer does is he mimics everything that god and the savior do because he always mixes truth with lies so they were cast out of the garden and they did the best they could i know that they uh you know, were put off from Heavenly Father, but they learned that they were to do, you know, to perform their prayers and to communicate with Heavenly Father. And they were very diligent and faithful, waiting for the message, waiting for the further guidance from heaven. And I just love Adam and Eve for their guts and their bravery, their courage, for their faith, for their humility and willingness to just figure things out and trust the Lord. Um, and I just, you know, I think we as human beings here in 2020, we have so much that we owe to Adam and Eve as they are our first parents here on earth. And we belong to them and they love us so very much. And they too are rooting for us as well. I wanted to share um, In 2 Nephi chapter 2, starting with verse 14, it says, And now, my sons, I speak unto you these things for your profit and learning. Everything that we learn in this gospel is always for our profit and for our learning. Because Heavenly Father understands that we need to be taught so that when we can do, it's in the doing that puts us on the right path that sets us on a course for eternal bliss or eternal damnation so continuing it says for there is a god and he hath created all things both the heavens and the earth and all things that in them are both things to act and things to be acted upon and to bring about his eternal purposes and the end of man After he had created our first parents, and the beasts of the field, and the fowls of the air, and in fine all things which are created, it must needs be that there was an opposition, even the forbidden fruit, in opposition to the tree of life, the one being sweet and the other bitter. So I'm going to pause right there and let's talk about this. The opposition, we have to have opposition in all things. So if Adam and Eve hadn't had partake, partaking of the fruit, we wouldn't even be here and we wouldn't know what opposition is because we wouldn't know the difference. And so by them partaking of the fruit and stepping out into the, the world We are given this opportunity to have this opposition, which is really the master teacher. So continuing on, wherefore, the Lord God gave unto man that he should act for himself. Wherefore, man could not act for himself, save it should be that he was enticed by the one or the other. Here again, agency. It's a divine principle and it must be part of this plan of salvation and happiness. That's how important it is. And we had to have opposition so that we could have choices. We can't make choices if we don't have opposition in all things. Continuing on. And I, Lehi, according to the things which I have read, must needs suppose that an angel of God, according to that which is written, had fallen from heaven, wherefore he became a devil, having sought that which was evil before God. And because he had fallen from heaven and had become miserable forever, he sought also the misery of all mankind. Wherefore he said unto Eve, Yea, even that old serpent, who is the devil, who is the father of all lies. Wherefore he said, Partake of the forbidden fruit, and ye shall not die, but ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. So I'm going to pause right there. Again, we are being taught the very character of Satan. We are being shown that he mixes truth with lies, that he is a very old spirit, that he is the father of all lies, and that he seeks the misery of all mankind, and he is miserable. He was cast out of heaven because of his rebellion and his pride, but also because he wanted power and he wanted to to take the power away from God our heavenly father, who is the father of our spirits. We do not want to mess with Lucifer. As a matter of fact, just ignore him. So carrying on. And after Adam and Eve had partaken of the forbidden fruit, they were driven out of the garden of Eden to till the earth. And they have brought forth children, yea, even the family of all the earth. And the days of the children of men were prolonged according to the will of God, that they might repent while in the flesh. Wherefore, their state became a state of probation, and their time was lengthened according to the commandments which the Lord God gave unto the children of men. For he gave commandment that all men must repent for he showed unto all men that they were lost because of the transgression of their parents. So going to pause again right here. We do not pay for the sins and the transgressions of Adam and Eve. The fact that they partook of the fruit and they were banished out. That is not something that we would ever answer for. That is taken care of in the atonement. And again, it had to happen in order for us to be here. But because we're here and we're mortal bodies, we are quote unquote fallen. So that means every single day we are dealing with mortal desires, wants, what we think we need, constant just bombardment. Every single day and everything that we do when we are walking this earth from, you know, family situations to things that we watch, things that we listen to, what we choose to participate in, um, just everything that we do, we are constantly bombarded with choices because we have opposition in everything that we do. And this is how we become like heavenly father is through these wonderful opportunities to continue to make these choices. We are given the precious opportunities to exercise our faith and to choose all righteousness. And by doing so, we will return to heaven. Continuing on. And now, behold, if Adam had not transgressed, he would not have fallen, but he would have remained in the Garden of Eden. And all things which were created must have remained in the same state in which they were after they were created. And they must have remained forever and had no end. And they would have had no children. Wherefore, they would have remained in a state of innocence, having no joy, for they knew no misery, doing no good, for they knew no sin. But behold, all things have been done in the wisdom of him who knoweth all things. Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. Pause. I love that verse. Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. We need to really just take a moment and soak that in. Just absorb it. Write it on the fleshy tablets of your heart. We are here to have joy. We are here to find happiness. We are here to know the difference. And so we are very blessed to have this experience. And I know that my life with what we deal with is very, very hard. As a matter of fact, right now I just picked up another job and it is making my life very difficult. I, don't have a lot of time to do the things that I love, like my scripture studying, this podcast, um, you know, spending time with family because I need to work because of the demands of our situation with my elderly father-in-law being in a board and care home. And so we have to be able to afford our home in Ventura as well as afford his board and care home. And this is not cheap. You know, California is not cheap. Um, we pay a lot of taxes here. And so it can be very difficult, the demands, the constant demands of the world and the financial. Um, and the needs that have to be met and trying to reconcile that with what truly is more important what is going to truly affect our eternal life what is going to be of most value but the reminder that we are here so that we might have joy joy is a choice the way we perceive our situations our hardships, our trials and challenges joy is still a choice We can have joy even in the midst of all of the turbulence and the chaos because we know that we need not fear. You know, how many times are we commanded to not fear in the scriptures? Heavenly Father wants us to have that much confidence in who he is, who our Savior is, and the power that comes from heaven through the Holy Ghost. And we add power to that as we are obedient to the teachings of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. So finishing off verse 26 and the Messiah cometh in the fullness of time that he may redeem the children of men from the fall. And because that they are redeemed from the fall, they have become free forever knowing good from evil to act for themselves and not to be acted upon. Save it be by the punishment of the law at the great and last day, according to the commandments, which God hath given love that verse and this is what i get from that verse we are given freedom we are given liberty through our obedience to the commandments of god it is when we transgress and sin that that freedom and liberty is taken from us let us take that in soak it up and remember this that obedience is sweet So through the atonement, um, you know, Christ overcame death and that's very important because the resurrection is a huge part of the plan of salvation. Everybody is going to be resurrected. It doesn't matter how good you are, how evil you are. Everyone is going to be resurrected. And, you know, I am so grateful to my savior for doing that for me, that, I know that once again, my spirit can be reconciled with my body and can be together again. I think that if I was to die and I couldn't ever be at one with my body again, I really believe that my spirit would be sad. It would be a hardship um, because there is, you know, godly divinity when the body is together as one with the spirit and so because of the savior and all that he's done for us through the atonement through the resurrection and conquering and overcoming death we are all assured the opportunity to once again you know to have our spirits and body return to each other and then of course we have judgment day and that is when you know the savior is going to be our advocate Um, and that's why repentance is so, so very important because we are going to be judged for the things that we did here and, you know, both good and bad, not just the bad, the good too. And so, you know, the savior is going to be our advocate with the father and I trust him I know that he knows me. I know that he knows everything I think and feel and everything that I, I do and try to do and attempt to do. And I know that he knows my heart. And so I trust him to be my advocate with heavenly father on that day of judgment. And I have a lot of years. I've probably been more out in Babylon, the world versus being in Zion, which is the gospel. And so, you know, There are times that I feel, even though I've repented of it all, um, a little bared down by those experiences. Because make no mistake, Lucifer will use those experiences where you went out and you experimented and you experienced life and you made poor decisions. um, He will use that against you as you pursue righteousness. And um, for me, that happens oftentimes through dreams. um, Or he'll... Or I'll all of a sudden have a temptation for something that I haven't done in a very, very long time that influences there. And, uh, you know, it's something that I have to push back often. And that is the massive major downfall of going out into the world and exposing yourself to too much. So there is a purpose and a reason why we need to really kind of, um, you know, shelter and protect ourselves and the things that we expose ourselves to, because it can actually be uh, very much much a hardship and hindrance as we pursue the gospel. But thankfully for the atonement and the plan of salvation, we're given grace to overcome these moments in our lives. And then of course, after judgment, we're given, you know, our appropriate, wonderful reward for everything that we've done here on earth. Uh, You know, whether that be celestial, telestial, terrestrial, Um, You know, I know that we're going to be happy wherever we go. We're not going to want to be with people who aren't like us. It's not going to be a happy place to be with people who aren't like us. And so that's why Heavenly Father in all of his all-knowing wisdom and love has provided different degrees of glory as he understands from his own experience that, uh, and I'm sure a lot more that I'm not aware of, that he needs to provide for his children who he loves so very much in all the different levels of progression um, so that they can be happy for eternity. He does not want his children to be miserable for all eternity. I I honestly believe that um, there's going to be... In comparison to the children that make it to the three kingdoms, I think there's going to be a very small percentage that are going to be cast out into outer darkness. So, um, you know, Heavenly Father, he really, really has provided and thought of every avenue, every angle that we would be dealing with here on earth. And that is why we can trust him. I love uh, this quote by Gordon B. Hinckley. He says, go forward in life with a twinkle in your eye and a smile on your face, but with great purpose in heart. So that, it's that purpose that keeps us on that straight and narrow path. It's that purpose that gets us to repent so we can get back on that path. It's that purpose that keeps us focused. And then we also have Jay Reuben Clark who said, I believe that our heavenly father wants to save every one of his children. I do not think he intends to shut any of us off. I believe that in his justice and mercy, he will give us the maximum reward for our acts. Give us all that he can give. And in the reverse, I believe that he will impose upon us the minimum penalty, which it is possible for him to impose End quote, beautiful, just Beautiful. So make no mistake, you can trust Heavenly Father. He has your best interests at heart. Um, The plan of salvation is everything. And as we continue to search for it, come to understand it and study it out, we can really kind of tailor it to us individually for our needs, the things that we're dealing with. And it can provide us with a goal. It can provide us with focus. It can provide us with hope. Hope is huge. Hope is what the pioneers, when they were traveling across the country to get to Utah and Salt Lake, these people ran out of food. I mean, some of them didn't even have shoes anymore. They hadn't taken baths in who knows how long. I mean, these people were utterly desperate, but it was their faith and hope that got them the rest of the way. And that's what the plan of salvation gives us, is hope. There is so much to look forward to. When we pass on from here, there is a continuing progression that will happen because we will, before judgment day, we will, for those who have lived the gospel of Jesus Christ. And been all in to the best of our ability, and that believe you me, that's all they want is the best of our ability. We will be in spirit paradise, and I believe that's where we will continue to do the work of Jesus Christ until judgment day. Missionary work is still going on, and we're still going to be working very, very diligently at retrieving our brothers and sisters who are misguided or lost for whatever reason but we always respect their agency. We just do the best that we can and we love them. You know, loving one another is the greatest commandment ever given and we love people into the gospel. We don't browbeat them into the gospel. We don't say, because we know better, you must do this or you're going to suffer. No, that is not the approach. We love them into the gospel. And when we have opportunities to share with them and to enlighten their minds and to give them hope and to tell them all that they have to look forward to, we just do the best to try to take advantage of that and share it with them. I have so much enjoyed this week's podcast. I am so happy to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I wear my badge of discipleship to our Savior Jesus Christ with honor, and I hope each of you do too. Just know that when I do these podcasts, I do it every single episode with love and hope for each and every one of you out there, even the ones that don't even hear my voice. I have great hope for all of you that we can return home once again to live with our Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Mother, our resurrected Savior, and to live with our families eternally. You guys have a great week. Until next time, remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay faithful, and keep your eye on the prize.